0: We'll go into James, James chapter three, verses one through twelve, and we're coming from the New King James Version, and it reads, "My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body." Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths, and they may obey us, that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships. Although they are large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles? And the tongue is a fire, a word of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird and reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our God and Father, and with it, we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeds blessings and curses. My brethren, these things ought not be so. Does not the spring... Send forth fresh water. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or grapevine bear figs? <laughs> thus, so, thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. Lord, ask for your power and your grace to reside upon me to bring a word like only you can. Eliminate distractions. Take me where you need to take me so that I may take your people where they need to go. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. Amen. I want to speak to you from the subject. Of course, we're in the series Army of One because we are armies. We are soldiers of God in this army called Christianity. And today we want to speak from the subject, soldiers control your tongues. Oh, come on, somebody. Soldiers control your tongues. In fact, let me go and include myself. Soldiers (laughs) control our tongues. Because if you know me and you hang around me long enough. (laughs) Anyway, in 2013, a soccer player in Brazil approached a referee to argue a call that he felt was incorrect. As the player argued, the ref said something the player did not agree with, and the player became enraged and attempted to strike the referee. The referee retaliated by stabbing the player to death. After the fans realized what happened to their soccer hero, a group of vigilantes detained the referee and commenced to cutting him into quarters and decapitated him. All of this tragedy and death could have been avoided if the player would have been able to control his tongue. What in or around you or around your life are you killing with your tongue? I want to speak to you from the subject again. Soldiers, control your tongue. What you do with your tongue will determine what you do with the rest of your life. Many devoted Christians speak death to their wives through negative criticism. Many wives speak death to their husbands by telling him that his efficiency doesn't meet her standards. Many children speak death to their parents by being disobedient and verbally disrespectful. Many parents speak death into the lives of their children by telling them everything they do wrong and never what they do right. Some of us Christians speak death to one another. Some of us curse each other out like sailors and show no sign of holiness James has very hard things to say to both you and me about our tongues how you use your tongue has everything to do with how God uses your life. James opens up by warning us not to be hasty about becoming teachers because teachers will be judged harsher than others. He speaks in graphic detail through this chapter with detailed examples about how we control horses with a bit and mighty ships with tiny rudders. He compares the tongue to a fire, a snake, and poison. He went through these great lengths to make sure sure that he made his point because there was a problem in the churches with the way Christians were treating one another with their tongues. Don't seem like much change today, but let's address the problem in chapter 4, verses 1, 11, and 12. It says, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desire, that battle within you? They spent times gossiping and lying and cutting down their brethren with their tongues. He warns them not to become teachers. Everybody in those days, wanted their five minutes of fame. See, they get in front of the crowds and, and make sure that when they gathered around, they make sure they talk so everybody can see how intelligent they were. James says, let there not be many teachers. Why did he say this? Because when you become a teacher, you are held to a higher standard. Oh, yes, people are always just the pastor, but I'm not worried about people when it comes to being held to a standard. James is saying that God holds us to a higher standard when we are a teacher or a preacher and we are not isolating the preacher. Sunday school teachers, Bible study teachers, new members teachers, anyone who teaches the word of God will come under more scrutiny with God. Oh, y'all don't hear me. You must understand that once you speak on behalf of God, he writes it down. Has, has anybody ever spoke on your behalf and you like, Negro, I didn't say that. But that—that that is why you must study your lesson thoroughly before you get up and teach. When you make a judgment with your tongue about somebody else, then God makes that judgment against you. That's why I don't talk about people. When people talk about this preacher did that and that preacher did that and pastor, you hear about that? No, I didn't. And I ain't trying to hear from you either because you know what? My life ain't no crystal stair either. Oh, y'all yeah, don't hear what I'm saying? People always want to remember who, the, who got in trouble first, Jimmy Swagger or Jim Baker. I don't remember. One of them got in trouble first. I don't know if it was Jimmy Swagger or Jim Baker, but look, one of the gyms got in trouble. So one gym was caught up with prostitutes, and, and the other gym talked about the other gym, and then the gym that was talking about the first gym that got in trouble, got in trouble messing with prostitutes too. And at least the other gym paid cash. This dummy wrote a check <laughs> to a prostitute. Because he was judging the other person, so he got judged even harsher than the other one. And everybody forgot about the first one because the second gem was talking about the other gem. And they are like, well, at least he wasn't talking about nobody. <laughs> wrote a check. See, when you judge someone else you or strip them down with your tongue, especially as a teacher, God is taking note of that. If we really take the book of James seriously, we will begin to think before we talk. If I understood that my dealing with you with my tongue was going to come back to me, I would be a lot slower about dealing with you. Do you understand that a lot of things going wrong in your life could be because of what you said about someone else with your tongue and God has allowed your words to come back and judge you? That's why I don't put my tongue on nobody, nobody's lives. nobody what they doing. I don't judge anybody because I don't want to be judged by God. I don't care how many of y'all judge me. People judge me all the time. I don't care how many times. Why pass it by that building in the middle of a pandemic? Why pastor move to church over there? Why pastor got them blue shoes Oh, Why pastor got more than one suit? Why pastor? Why pastor? Why pastor? I don't care about nobody that talk about me. The only judge I'm worried about is God Himself and, the, and if I judge you, God don't judge me. Oh, the higher you go up on the leadership level, the worse, the boomerang. Look at here, my brethren, he said, let not many of you become teachers knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. Do not rush to become a spokesman for God. It is not all it is cracked up to be. It comes with great responsibility. I celebrated that we bought the building, but at the same time, I could feel the burden weighing on me even heavier. Because even though we're blessed, now it's another $400,000 I'm responsible for as a pastor and a leader. And if something goes wrong, the buck stops with me. So although I celebrate and hold up, holy a hand, I still know the burden rests with me. The book of Jude speaks of the punishment of false teachers. He lets us know that there's a worse part of hell devoted to false teachers. If God didn't say buy the building, wouldn't have bought it. I ain't trying to go to a hotter place in hell. Now I don't want to go to hell at all. But you're going to tell me it's a hotter place for me <laughs> if I lead you wrong? That's why I don't understand why people be so hard-headed around me. The responsibility is not you. Just do what I say if it ain't unethical or going to take you to hell. Walk where I say walk and be quiet because the damnation comes on me. If it's wrong, not on you. You're a soldier. Follow your orders. Fall in step. We ain't got time to go into 2021 with all these hard-headed folk around me. Some folk got to go. Huh, some folks got to go because they always got something to say. They always got a dag on opinion. And their tongue begins to come out and say stuff I don't want said. And they wonder why I say, be quiet. I rebuke it. And they get their feelings hurt. Well, just shut up. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying? Because your tongue can tear down what God is causing me to build. Oh, people say, we ain't going to close. We're going to do this. We ain't have enough money. I already got money on my own account. Like, oh, we're going to do this because that's what God said do. If, we, if I got to go put, pull some of my own money out, we're going to make sure that we get this done because this is what dust says to the Lord. And your tongue and your tardiness and your slowness and your slothfulness and your irresponsibility is not going to cause me to go to a hot place in hell because I ain't going to hell no way. devil ain't going for you. Oh, yeah, I don't hear what I'm saying. It says... It's the worst part of hell if I lead you astray. Moses in Numbers 20 gets into trouble with God for not controlling his tongue. Moses had a congregation that was a hard church to pastor. Every member had an opinion. Every viewpoint. Always had a complaint. All the time. This was a congregation that always talked about how stuff ought to be. But never offered any solutions. Has somebody ever told you what you should have done? One time, this back in the day before we got to the new building, I had a church conference, and every time I had a church conference, people would always be talking about this and we should do this and we should do that. One day, Brother Diedrich, I went into the church conference. I ain't say nothing. I'm telling you, I went there. I don't know if people remember this. We was in the old church in the sanctuary building, and I just went to the I went to the meeting, and I ain't say nothing. I ain't have no agenda. I had an agenda, but I ain't say nothing, and nobody said a thing. And the next time we had a meeting, I talked, I said, well, hold on. The last time we had a blank slate, you ain't say nothing. Because I tell you something, some people just got a mouth to tear you down, and that's the only reason they use their tongue. And you got to learn how to let, you got to learn how to ignore folk like that. You got to learn how to stop hanging around people like that, because when you keep hanging around people with messed up tongues, it'll mess your tongue up too. Yeah, Y'all don't hear me. See, and then let's go to Moses. Moses in Numbers chapter 20, verse 8 through 12 says, take the rod and gather thou the assembly together. Thou And Aaron thy brother, and speak ye unto the rock before their eyes. And it shall give forth his water, and thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock. So thou shalt give the congregation and their beasts drink. And Moses took the rod before the Lord as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock. And he said unto them, hear now ye rebels, must we fetch you water out the rock? Moses get getting attitude. And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod he smote the rock twice, and the water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank, and their beasts also. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, Because ye believed me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore ye shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. God got mad. God told Moses to speak to the rock. So they did make the award. However, Moses has become so frustrated with the people that he puts his own two cents in. He gets, up, he gets upset and strikes the rock, calls them rebels and says, must we bring you order? Moses, tongue gets him into trouble. He begins to think he is the miracle worker. He is pretty much saying, how long must God and I put up with you all? I'm tired of you. He began to think that what God told him to do was not enough. Therefore, he took liberty to chastise the people himself because he felt God was not doing enough. Be careful about how you judge and speak about people. God would deal with the people how, when, and where he chooses to deal with them. He does not need your help or your input. Moses missed out on the promised land because he didn't know how to just be quiet. Walked all that way and didn't get to see it. Took them across the Red Sea. Called ten plagues down. Led by the pill, pillar of fire by night and the pillar of cloud by day. Did all these different things. Caused a rod to turn into a snake. Turned water into blood. Had every firstborn in Egypt die. Had locusts walking everywhere. Frogs everywhere. Water and all this stuff messed up. But he couldn't go to the promised land because he couldn't be quiet for two more steps. Ooh. How close are you to your blessing, but your tongue messes it up. Oh, y'all don't hear me. People wonder when they get mad at me, why just be quiet? Because if I say something, you might get madder. Gary <laughs> be like, why you ain't saying that? You mad already. Ain't nothing I'm going to say going to change. <laughs> Vers- <laughs> Verses 2 through 4. Look at this in James 3. James begins to speak about the power of the tongue. He said, let us understand that there are no perfect people. Even throughout the Bible, even God's mightiest warriors and servants had shortcomings. James says in verse 2 that we all stumble in some way, which means we all fall short. This is not to excuse them or any of us. It is for us to understand and agree that no one is perfect, not even you not even me. When I discovered that, I was like, really? I ain't perfect. But anyway, I guess I'd have messed up somewhere. Let me stop talking. I'm just talking. James does go on to say in the same verse, in verse three and two, I mean, chapter James three, two, he says, for we all stumble in many things, but if anyone does not stumble in word, he is the perfect man or woman, able also to bridle the whole body. Look at this. James is saying, we all stumble in many ways, but if you ever get a hold of your tongue, you will be perfect. Remember, perfect in the Greek means mature. If you ever get to the point where you can control your tongue, there is no other problem in your life you can't handle. James is saying this, your biggest problem is your mouth. Your biggest problem is not women, not men. Your biggest problem is not drugs or other addiction. Your biggest problem is not your emotional depression. Those are all problems we need to deal with. But we all stumble in many ways. However, if you can just learn how to control your mouth, everything in your life will fall into place. We all messed up. We all messed up. If there was anyone in here or out there who was not, who is perfect, they would be raptured up like Enoch because you're ready for heaven. The church is a hospital and sick people are welcome. whoremongers and prostitutes and homosexuals and cheaters and liars and thieves and whatever may be your vice because that is the place, this is the place that God will make you well again. These sinful natures that I named, May seem big, but James tells us that the biggest problem that we have is not all of those sins. If we learn to control our mouths, everything else will fall in order. Because you are, you know what I'm saying? You, 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 you are satisfied by the fruit of your lips. Whatever you say, that's what you get. Keep speaking it, that's what you get. I know I said this before, but Tupac was not a prophet, Tupac got what he spoke. Huh? He's got what he spoke. Lord, I I feel like I got nothing left. I'ma die early death. Mama, don't cry even when they kill me. And they killed him. And then what was so stupid, I I, I cause people people get people get mad because some people say Tupac better. When, I, I do believe that, and, and but some people say that that Biggie is better, and, and I'm already causing problems. Don't don't shoot me. But 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 I'm saying, but, but but what I'm saying is, but after Tupac died, speaking about death, then Biggie came back and made an album called Death and died the same year. Because you get what you speak. If you can control your mouth, ooh, ooh, if you can just. Shut your mouth. Everything will fall in order. James 3.3 says, when we put bits in the mouth of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Run up to a horse and fight it if you want to. You run up to a horse and tell my nook if you buck, and that horse really know you trying to fight it. You ain't going to win. Horses are strong. They they even call your car how many horsepower they have because they know it's so strong. Your your car is 40 horsepower which means don't you run up on a horse but if you get on the horse back and you have a bit in his mouth, you can control that big beast because you you control his mouth, you control his body. Oh. He says in verse 4 if you take ships for example Although they are so large and driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants it to go. The big massive structure can all be turned around by a little rudder. What the bit is to the horse and the rudder is to the ship, the tongue is to the saint. Wherever your tongue goes, your body goes, your emotion goes, your attitude. Have you ever had a moment where if you, you just kept your mouth shut and you didn't get mad? Some of them acting a fool and you just got quiet and you didn't even say anything back or you spoke kind words and you did good. But have you ever just said one word wrong? Ever had one of them blackout moments? You don't even remember what you said because your body and your emotions followed your mouth right down that hill. If you can control your tongue, you can control your attitude. You can control your blood pressure. You can control your health. You can control how fast your hair falls out your head. If you control your mouth, you'll control your whole attitude. You'll control your whole life. If you can just shut up every now and then. Oh, the bit and the rudder must overcome adversity. The bit must overcome the power and strength of the horse. And the rudder must not, uh, must not only control the massive ship. And, and, it, it, it must control it through contrary winds and storms and waves. If these small instruments can control these large challenges, our tongues can overcome the challenges of life. When we learn to be slow to speak and give the Holy Spirit enough time, to get a hold of even our most hostile situation, we will speak with wisdom and power. I remember I told y'all about how I started InTouch. InTouch started because I was getting medicine for my, one of my neighbors, and I had an accident, and, and I called him and let him know I couldn't bring the medicine. And all of a sudden, the police officer came out of nowhere and was fussing at me, telling me to get out the phone. Now, it ain't like I got on the phone while he was there, very hostile. But the white lady came across the street and said, Why are you talking to him like that? It wasn't even his fault. And she controlled the situation. But what if I would have said something besides, What's the problem, officer? Come on now. Now, I, I, right then, you know, y'all, y'all, y'all had fed me good back then. Cause, so I, I'm, I'm down to 200 now, but I was at like 215 because I had been eating all them chickens and, and red velvet cakes and this little short little white officer. And, you know, I, I, I done took, you know, karate classes and taekwondo. I, I would have won, but I would have been in jail. And, you know, I'm keeping it 100. I don't think I would have lost. I know he got training, but I, I had some training, too. But because I controlled my mouth, I was able to live another day and stay free. And then started a whole program because of the situation I was in. But what if I wouldn't have controlled my tongue? Oh, y'all don't hear me what I'm saying? You got to be quiet and be still and let the Holy Spirit get a hold of the situation. See, many of us have negative lives because we have become negative people as a result of speaking negative things. If you are a profane speaker, you you become a profane person. The rest of you follows your tongue. See, James 3, 5, and 6 says, Even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. Behold how great a matter, a little fire kindleth and the tongue is a fire, a word of iniquity. So if so is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature and is set on fire from hell. What? Hell set it on fire. Hell sometimes is in your mouth. Woo. Thousands of acres of green space were destroyed at the park all because a hunter set an illegal fire to cook or warm up. One match can burn down a house, a forest, a park. James points is that the tongue is not like a fire. You know, it says the, the devil comes at you like a roaring lion, but that's a simile. That's a metaphor for those who don't understand. Like makes it a simile, but, but if you don't know, I just say it's a metaphor, but it's really a simile. But, but, but at the end of the day, he, he said, but the tongue is a fire. He calls the tongue a fire. And the same way that the simile part saw great devastation, in the same way the fire of the tongue can damage your life and the people that you love that get in its way when it's unbridled. We have all said some things we wish we could take back and have caused damage in some people's lives, which some individuals that receive those words may never forget. The tongue boasts greatly, great things, James says, which means sometimes we need to learn how to just be quiet. Because boasting can cause a world of trouble sometimes. Proverbs twenty, twenty six twenty in the NLT version says, Fire goes out without wood, and quarrels disappear when gossip stops. Basically saying the tongue can cause a world of trouble when it's not controlled. At the end of verse 6, after James called the tongue a fire, he says that it is set on fire by hell itself. Satan understands that if he can control your mouth, he can control you. If he can get your mouth to go where he wants it to go. James 3, 7, 8 says in, in NLT, New Living Translation says people can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles and fish. People can train fish. But no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. We can tame tigers to jump through fiery hoops, monkeys to act in movies, dolphins to play with kids, and dogs to snip out drugs and weapons. But the tongue is impossible to tame, and it is evil, full of deadly poison. Only God can help you tame your tongue. Oh, I'm trying to talk to somebody for a minute. I might be talking to myself. Ephesians 4, maybe that's why I'm wiping my head so much. I'm sweating. Ephesians 4:29 29 through 30 in the NLT, it says... Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. See, we can't curse someone out just because they made us mad. That's what verse 29 is saying. It says, speak edifying words even when the person is not edifying you. Verse 30 is saying, do this to keep from grieving the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the battery that powers your Christian life and your tongue is the connection see and when you speak negative things you begin to cause corrosion to build up around the battery of your life just like you don't know have your battery get that corrosion if you leave it outside too long in your car and corrosion begins to build up and so the connection isn't as secure as it should be and it's not touching the metal to metal that's what happens when you talk and you have profane language you speak the, the more profane language you speak the more corrosion you speak around the battery of your life and the more power you deter from getting to the engine of your life because you are decreasing the electrical charge from the Holy Spirit that is necessary to you to power your life. When your tongue begins to grieve the spirit, your spirit is not as powerful And see see this says the word of God is what the sword of what? the sword of the spirit. Your, the word of God is the sword of the spirit. So when you speak something contrary to the word word, you are diminishing your spirit. When you speak godly things, you magnify the spirit within you. But when you curse, when you talk people down, when you get upset and belittle individuals, you begin to deter the connection between your tongue and your spirit, and they're not working together. Now you are grieving your spirit instead of being in cooperation with your spirit. See, I don't need people to agree with me all the time. I know one can set a thousand flight, two can set 10,000, but folk can eventually come. But you know who I always make sure I'm in connection with is the Holy Spirit, because even if I make my bed in hell, the Spirit is there. So if I'm doing what God wants me to do, and I can just say, Holy Spirit, I need you to help me out right now, I can be in agreement with Him, and then God will begin to send you later. People didn't feel these lights. Sometimes the trustees didn't feel these speakers. They, 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 weren't, they didn't understand why I wanted this screen. I, 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 brought, I, I, put, I put my own money in some of the stuff. I, I got some of it back, but but but, but you know, I, I I took credit card because I saw the vision, but they was moving slow. I, I knew what God wanted me to do. And even when people kept telling me what we couldn't have and what we didn't need and what we couldn't afford, I began to cover my ears and speak what I needed to hear. Because no matter where you go. There you are. And if you can control your mouth, you can control what you hear all day long. If you're not speaking what I need you to speak, I tell you to be quiet or I'll walk away and I begin to speak what God told me to speak to my own self. I don't care if you agree with me or not, I'm going to speak what God told me to say. You better ask my mama when my mama begins to say stuff I don't want to hear There's not an agreement with where I'm going. I change the subject or I tell her somebody called me and I abruptly get off the phone and she already knows why I'm getting off the phone. I ain't going to be rude to my mama, but I ain't going to talk to her either if she's not in agreement with what God is telling me to do now, if I don't care what I say and if I don't care what Annie say, my mama, you know I don't care what you say, and you that's how you have to be. You got to start hanging around people that could control that tongue. Oh, be careful about hanging around people with negative speech? If a snake bites you, the only poison that you will get is the poison that's in that snake. If a rattlesnake bites you, no cobra venom going to be in you. Hmm? Whatever bites you, that's what you have. And when you hang around people that have the venom of negative speech, they will eventually bite you. And you will begin to release the same poison into your life and others. You want to hang around other strong people that are rooted in the word so that you will be strengthened. And you can strengthen them and they can strengthen you so iron can charm as iron. I'm almost there. James 3, 9. And 10 in the New Living Translation says, sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessings and curses come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Praise God and then curse your brothers and sisters. That's what Jane is asking. Jane is saying, you just got out of church praising God, and then you curse your brothers and sisters immediately after. You just just got out of church. When you curse at others, you are cursing at God because they are made in the image of God. James 3, 11 and 12 in New, New, 11, New Living Translation says, does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water or fresh water and salt water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? no, And you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring, can you? So why in the world can your mouth be speaking blessings and curses? That's why God said, choose you this day who you're going to serve, me or him. Control your mouth and you'll control your life. I don't never, I speak what I want. I don't even say, I'm texting you to death no more. I don't say, I'm getting on your nerves. I don't, don't, don't want to say that, 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 we down like four flat tires. I don't say nothing negative. I don't say it. I just go to that extreme. Because if I text you to death, I'm speaking death because the b- devil is legalistic and whatever. Do you realize all of our sayings have negative connotations even when they, why am I going to be down like four flat tires? If you make me feel like four flat tires, I don't want to be around you. I love you to death. Why you can't love me to life? Why? Because the devil is playing tricks on us because even though we don't mean anything, when we say it, it gives him legal access to us because of our mouths. It's a gateway. Your eyes, your ears, and your mouth is a gateway for Satan to get to you. And if he can get in your mouth by saying stupid stuff, Y'all remember, y'all remember? 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 Hey, hey, huh? What? Y'all remember DMS? Huh? Y'all don't make me lose my mind. He lost it. <laughs> huh? He he said it, and he definitely lost his mind. <laughs> let me let me get out of here, cause no. It says, look. Does a spring water bubble out, both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives? But look, look at, look at, look at Psalm 141 and 3, number I'm going to sit down. Take control of what I say oh Lord and guard my lips if you can control your tongue you will have a prosperous life the psalmist said Lord take over my tongue control what I say and guard my lips why because David understood the legality of his mouth he understood if Satan could control his mouth he could control him that's why David said his praise shall continuously be on my lips because he didn't want to say anything contrary to what God wanted him to have. He said, I shall praise him in the morning. I praise him at night. I praise him in the midday. I'm going to always praise you. I'm going to say something good. That's why Paul said, press toward the mark of his holy call. Think of those things that are good. Those things that are precious. Those things that are good report. Stop thinking about bad things. Think about good things. Speak those things that be not as though they were, but speak positive things. You know what? I'm not going to be broke. I'm going to be prosperous. Stop talking about I'm down like Four Flat tiger. I'm up like the Sears Tower. I'm somewhere. I'm paid like Puff Daddy. Say something that'll take you to another level. Hey! Hey! I know I don't trust him as a president, but I say, I got more properties than Trump. I begin to speak those things that I want and not the things I don't want. You know what's wrong with your life? You keep talking your life down. You keep talking about how broke you are. You keep talking about how messed up you are. You keep talking about how crazy you are. You keep talking about how ain't no good men out there. Ain't no good women out there. You keep on talking about all this negative stuff and you wonder why your life messed up. It's messed up because of what you say. It's messed up because of what your mouth is taking you. Hey, I'm going to speak what I want. I'm going to say what I want to have. Don't say you're broke. Say, I'm going to get me a house. Say, I'm going to get me a car. I will not be broke. I shall live and not die. Can I tell you something? I went to the house i went to see my daddy because he was sick and i went to visit him and i went all the way home and i said dad is you all right here i began to speak life and not death everybody was worried about him not making it worried about him going sending crazy text messages but i said you know what if you can control your mind and control your mouth he will deliver you y'all don't hear what i'm saying Mama said, she called me when I got home. I don't know what got into your daddy, but he done got up, he done went to the post office. He done drove himself to go get his tag. He done got up and went to go vote. And I said, mama, that's all good. But I need him to go home and sit down because we had found out that he had the coronavirus. And they all said, I must have it. And I said, I speak not that on myself i ain't got it everybody in the house got it mama ended up getting it daddy had it my brother got it my other brother got it i got tested i'm COVID 19 free why because i was not gonna put my mouth where i didn't want to go oh y'all don't hear what i'm saying everybody like how you breathe and all that air and you didn't get it because i shall live and not die big life and not death. I went I didn't fly home because I didn't want to be irresponsible. So I rented a car and instead of flying back I drove because I wanted to make sure I didn't contaminate anybody just in case see it said to have a sound mind and walk in order. And although I knew I didn't have it. I didn't want to be out of order. And give Satan. a legalistic access. To me. I got in my car. And I drove. All the way back. To Virginia. And when I got. To Williamsburg, They swabbed my nose. And I already gave out a shout. Saying, I know it's going to be all right. I talked to him first. I said that this test, the most accurate test I can get for this situation. Yes, because you're within three to five days. If you went longer, you would have had to get another kind of test. But this is the test that I need to give you to make sure that you're all right. And when I got the test, it said I was negative. But I'm just saying this to say that, that was the right test to take me and let me know I was healed. But can you pass your tongue test? Can you pass your mouth test? If you can speak what you want, speak life and not death, I bet you, Everything will be alright. Oh, y'all don't hear me. I I hate I put my family on blast. But but what I'm trying to tell you is you got to control your tongue. Uh Uh-uh. People talking about why you ain't sick. Because I don't believe I'm going to get sick. Now, I, I know Trump don't act like coronavirus is real. I know it's real. That's why I wear a mask. That's why I wear a mask when I'm in public. I don't do nothing stupid. Believing God can keep me covered don't mean I'm gonna do stupid stuff Don't mean I'm gonna go to a Trump rally or a Biden rally and let folk pass me around Shots fired ATL people y'all know who I'm shooting at (laughs) But but I'm I'm not gonna do nothing stupid And people say why do you have the homeless still in your building? It's coronavirus other people wouldn't do it Because if I'm doing something that makes sense for God, he's obligated to cover me. Come on now. Praise dancers mad because I wouldn't let them practice. It ain't necessary. It ain't. It's good to enhance the service, but it's not necessary. So I don't have you here. I I don't love you. Ain't like I don't want to see you dance. But it's not a necessity. The homeless need shelter. The homeless need shelter. So when we take care of the homeless, and we make sure we do the see see, we don't just keep the homeless over there and let them be all side by side. We space them out, like the scientists say. We spray it down. We sanitize it. We 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 foam it or whatever they call it. Fog it. We do all the things that we're supposed to do, because faith without works is. But we do it because we supposed to take care of the poor. It's a necessity. That's why we continue to do ministry. That's why we continue to feed. Now, we don't have them sitting in the yellow house no more, sitting around the table. No, we get them sack lunches and sack dinners and tell them you can come get it, but you got to leave. And you can come stay over here at the big church, and we spread you out at night, but we can't have you fellowshipping around a little table, but we still going to feed you. Wednesday, we still going to give you clothes because you need You need to keep warm, especially if you don't have anywhere to stay. You hear what I'm saying? Don't let your good deeds be evilly spoken of. When you do it, do it with wisdom. People are going to talk about you anyway. People are going to talk about you anyway, but it don't matter. Lord, I thank you for controlling our tongues. Hallelujah. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for causing us to be debt free. I thank you for people to give from the North, the South, the East and the West. I thank you for the increase of millionaires. I thank you for people dropping 15 and 20 and $30,000 toward the dream to make sure we take care of this building and pay it off expeditiously. I'm believing that millionaires will be raised. I'm I'm believing that albums will come out of here. I'm believing God is going to raise up some producers. God is going to raise up some judges, some lawyers, some actors, some politicians. I'm believing so much stuff going to come out of this house. I believe that's why God put so much stuff in me. So that I can help you birth what's in you. Real estate is in me so I can birth it out of you. Entrepreneurship is in me so I can birth it out of you. Politics is in me so I can birth it out of you. Science is in me so I can birth it out of you. Teaching is in me so I can birth it out of you. Comedy is in me so I can birth it out of you. Music is in me so I can birth it out of you. I speak it. Y'all understand, going to 2021, I'm going to make sure that your gifts come out. I'm going to tell you to push I'm believing it, God. I thank you so much for your glory. I thank you so much for your power. I thank you so much for your anointing in the name of Jesus.